Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Charlie. And we're two 20-somethings that reread our <laughs> previously favourite childhood book, but with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we are reading chapter... 23. 23 Horcruxes, Horcruxes with special guest Neil. Hello. So grab a glass and um, listen along on this drunken reminiscent journey. Hannah's holding a gun to my head. Please help me. Enjoy! Choke into the mic and die. Mm-hmm. Hi! Hello. We, we can't do the whole, like, m- making Neil wait yeah. to say hi. Because yeah, exactly. they're on video, they've seen him. Or... Here. In editing, we could just censor him. Yes. Mm. Like, guess <laughs> who the guest is? Yeah. <laughs> guess who it is? It's him. It's, it's Neil. Neil's here for his annual episode. Hello, everybody. Sixth book. You're nearly there. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we can start stop running a transphobic podcast soon. Oh, God. <laughs> Free us. Help. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> How are you, Neil? Yeah, I'm all right, thank you. you. Um, what do you want to know? How are you? I'm How's fine. life? How have you been since the last time you were featured on Goblet of Wine? Goodness. Since the last time I was on Goblet of Wine? It would have been a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. I've started a new job. Great. I work mm-hmm. in a completely different industry now. Great. Yep. Other than that, it's pretty much the same as ever. Go to a lot of concerts. I listen to a lot of music. That's about it. God, you're insufferable. That's my life. <laughs> Great. Do you still love time travel? Because you sure do still get a lot oh, of messages about yes. time travel. Yes. This is your legacy. It's great. I I still get the occasional recommendation from someone who's like, have you watched this time travel thing? And I'll just make a note of it and write and watch it at some point. Amazing. Right. Let's kick off with, oh, Charlie, how are you? Sick. (laughs) I, uh, since we last recorded yesterday, which is also the next episode you'll see. Time travel. Talk about time travel. Talk about Mm. time travel. Um, Yeah, I have gotten increasingly sick. Um, Mostly it's just a sore throat. So at least I I don't feel sick. But But she's um, under a contractual obligation to me and must continue working. Yes. We have terrible labour laws here at Goblet of Wine. You're Mm. basically Jeff Bezos. Yeah, Mm. well. Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah, so I'm like slowly losing my voice, which is exactly what you want when you run a podcast. Mm. So is it at least like sexy phlegm like Phoebe? It was actually when you did your hello into the mic, the mic test, yeah. Yeah. Mm. How are you? I'm fine, yeah. Nothing new. Absolutely no. nothing new to report. 
since yesterday. I can't believe that there's been no breaking news. Mm. Breaking, I got a really good night's sleep last night. That is huge. Which is rare for me. I got nearly nine hours. It's because I was spooning you. It was, Uh, yeah. We cuddled up. Um, I was relegated to the sofa. Yeah. 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 Well, Neil, what are we drinking this episode? (laughs) Uh, Distressingly, we're drinking something called Dragon Soup. It's very fitting for Harry Potter. For uh, our American listeners, this is basically the UK equivalent of Four Loco. It is, yeah, yeah. It is basically incredibly strong, incredibly caffeinated, and incredibly colourful. Yeah, I really. How many e numbers are in this? All of them. I really regret that I've already had two coffees today. And uh, I'm happy to say we've purchased eight flavours of dragon soup. Yay! I hope you're on a list after doing. I definitely am. (laughs) I definitely am. Can I also just say that I love that we're drinking this out of some really gorgeous antique glasses. Um, It's like. Never before has anyone drunk a dragon soup out of something to this calibre. Yeah. Oh my god. Cheers. 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 Blue pineapple and kiwi, I think we're on. That is awful. That's disgusting. Mm. Discovered this stuff at uni. I think so I like genuinely that. used to drink No 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 no. Not often. It was like a joke occasional thing i mean i get it if you're going on a night out and you Mm. need like sugar caffeine and alcohol all in one hit i honestly the first time i had a can of the stuff i felt like i was floating for about six hours excellent so i I really can't run wait to run back to suffolk you aren't gonna be running yeah yeah Yeah. we're actually people are gonna listen to this episode and be like i know they usually talk fast but we're gonna sound like lorelei and rory when they talk to each other like Maybe then it won't be a three-hour episode for Neil exactly. purely because yeah. of the like, speed of yeah, walking. Yeah, the tempo. I actually like it. I definitely it's could not drink a volume of it, which well, is we great because we've got eight we cans. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't actually like. I'm, I'm not like that. Tastes bad. If uh, you'd like to purchase this, UK friends, first of all, don't. Second of all, <laughs> <laughs> find your closest dodgy off license. They, they will have be. it. Um, it, okay, it's not that I hate it. It's that. <laughs> <laughs> like that clearly is just so much artificial sweeteners, which yeah. is the oh thing. Oh god, I, hate I knew most. you were gonna like pull the sugar card. Mm. <laughs> well, I don't like that in drinks, so mm-hmm. it's everything I don't like. Yeah, but I can see myself drinking it in uni to prep yes. for a night out, and it, exactly it does remind me of the cocktail I accidentally ordered in America that was just blended up gummies. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, gummies. that yeah. gave me like a simultaneous brain freeze, but also like. Like, yeah, it, like it made me twitch with all yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, yeah. It if was, you want to uh, see the footage of that, that is over on our Patreon. I think it's in vlog two or three. Hey. Let's nice. do our patrons. Neil, you have to join in too. Ooh, absolutely. So, a Joloff rice size thank you to Jamie. A dinosaur size thank you to Dana. An absolutely enormous size thank you to Arthur, who's a producer level Patreon. Well done. There we go. I've also just realised it doesn't say Jamie. Well, it might do. I might have copied it down wrong. It might say Jame. Which is also Jamie, to be fair. Oh, is it? That's Fine, how, it's Jamie. How, uh, Jamie Lannister is spelled. What? Yeah. What? Did you not notice that in all of the books that you read? No, clearly my brain did that thing that it did with noughts and crosses, where it just, like, yeah, no, switches no. it. The, that's how Jamie Lannister is spelled. It's the dyslexia, It's the dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> An egotistical size thank you to Emma, who has upgraded their pledge. An AliExpress size thank you to Aline. <laughs> A uh, totally tubular thank you to Tom. (laughs) And a golem-sized thank you to Georgia's Feather. Thank you all for joining the Patreon and for supporting us and getting access to bonus episodes that often feature Neil. We let him on the podcast more often over on Patreon because 
he's everyone's favourite and it's sad. It's <laughs> so sad. It's really just misogynistic. It really is. Thanks for the I'm love, surprised everyone. no one at the Poplar's thing the other day when they came up to us was like, Where's, Where's Neil? Neil? <laughs> well, one of them did mention me, to be fair. Uh, yeah. yeah, as that guy in the Northumberland episode. I'll take yeah. that. We take those. We take those. Yeah, oh I'm amazed no one came up to you like, oh my God, are you Neil's partner? <laughs> <laughs> Cries. We also have a couple of lovely reviews to read out. So this one comes from, I am a user of this app who says, just absolutely lovely. Not only does this give me all the Harry Potter I need to survive, but it also just makes me feel cosy. I often listen to an episode before bed because Harry Potter makes me feel good and it's nice to feel smiley at night in brackets all thanks to you two i say this as if i don't listen to episodes during any free time i get hannah and charlie join me when i'm doing dishes or work and anything in between separate from hp this calms it my stress of having to grow up basically if these two disasters can survive early adulthood so can i <laughs> I can't decide if I'm so offended or so touched. These two disasters can survive early yeah. adulthood. Thank you so much for being a comfort and bringing laughter to my chaotic Aww. life. Aww. This review comes from Anima Unicorn, who says, You are my therapy. I'm 10. Interesting. In brackets, do not call child protection services. See, you say that, mm. but we might. Mm-hmm. Um, and always when i argue with my dad i always immediately go and listen to you guys and i immediately feel better like therapy actually way better than therapy not going to lie i'm going to england this summer i'm going to send you some icelandic alcohol yes i'm from iceland nice no but don't listen if you're 10 please and also therapy is pretty good as well and you'll probably need it after (laughs) listening to us at 10 yeah it's like the people who listen while they're pregnant and i'm like don't i don't know what we're doing to those in utero babies i'm also questioning how a 10 year old is going to buy alcohol to send to us iceland's just a really chill country (laughs) i'm trying to think what iceland's alcohol is ice yes thank you but still the point stands you do have to ask your parents if you want to listen to this podcast under the age of 16 but you do do lovely beer in iceland um, so when you're old enough to drink it, definitely try some of that. <laughs> or just try it now. <laughs> and also go to therapy. Yes. Underage drinking is cool. <laughs> we put such good messages out in the yes, world. Yes, we do. We also have some more answers to more questions that we asked a million episodes ago. How exciting. So today's question that we're revisiting is, do you have a weird ship like Lavender and McLagan? Do you ship Lovclagan? McClav? So... Hannah says, wood and me, does that count? Yes. No, that, that counts, but um, more so wood and me. Wood and me. Yeah. A name I am never, not even going to attempt says, Terry Boot and Anthony Goldstein, they are deeply in love, I assure you. I absolutely agree with this. Um, after reading when I was younger, that fan fiction that was set at Hogwarts whilst the trio were off fighting. And it's very clear Terry Boot and Anthony Goldstein are in love. Do yeah. Terry Boot and Anthony Goldstein have enough like characterisation in the books to write anything about? Neil, you don't seem to be understanding fan fiction <laughs> in the slightest. No. No. I guess you can paint whatever you want onto them. Neil, there is an entire subsect mm. of TikTok mm. that cosplays and has created a whole life around Mary MacDonald, who is mentioned twice in passing in all seven books. Wow. You've got to admire the creativity. You really do these days. Um, do you, would you like to read this one? Yeah, uh, on. But on. before that, just to be mm. clear, Hannah wasn't being xenophobic, refusing to say a foreign name. It is just a username that's like a bunch of random letters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I should have pointed that out. Like, I'm not saying that. <laughs> She's not like that filthy foreigner. <laughs> you don't get your name said. Uh, this one is from Herbs. Uh, Herbs says, Slughorn and Flitwick. 
Dueling in Potions Masters, Hogwarts Power Couple. I, I like it. it. I'm going to throw it out there. Film Slughorn and Film Flitwick. Yeah, I ship that. Yeah. Book, Book Slughorn. I don't ship with anyone. Mm. He doesn't yeah. deserve happiness. We ship him in a new bromance with Hagrid. They're not in love, but they have a banshees of inner sharing before they it all went wrong romance. Do. They yeah. absolutely do. But you liked me yesterday. But you liked me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although, just to be clear, just mm. to update you, mm. it's no longer Slughorn, it's now Snugglehorn. 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 I love that. I genuinely yeah. said that. I love sn- Snugglehorn. Snugglehorn. Yeah. <laughs> Leo says McGonagall and Augusta Longbottom. I will die on this hill. Yes. Which one's Augusta? Correct. Neville's grandmother. The one in the hospital. No, no the one that that's raised his him. Mother. That's his mother. Yeah. Get out, yeah. you fake fan. Uh, I know these things. <laughs> I love that one. Ray says, Mrs. Fig and Grubbly Plank, no doubt. Mm-hmm. I like that. Because we said Grubbly Plank would be a visiting member of the outdoor thruple. Um, yeah. So, but I can see her going home to Mrs. Fig and the yeah, cats. Yes, they're polyamorous. Yeah, mm. just like us. <laughs> 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 Fernande Freund 511 says sorry unrelated i've been on your socials but seeing your guys video is so crazy because just seeing people actually speak after all these years is crazy to me i love it so much xoxo gossip girl (laughs) i really like that just for the sign off yeah absolutely brilliant (laughs) sammy says i hadn't until you you called it love love clagging i can't even say it but now i believe they're right for each other yes Mm. And Frog, with two Gs, says, not related again, but I love the new video format, and I spat my hot chocolate out when Charlie says, I love it when my slaves battle. <laughs> love you guys so much. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Found you from Herd Art Material. Oh, shout out to them. So nice. Lovely people. Oh, yeah. my God. I would love to see people spit takes with us. Like That's a question. That could be a question with this episode. What has made you... What have we said that made you spit out your drink? Mm. <laughs> Very self-involved question, but absolutely. Are we uh, ready for another soup? Oh, my, oh God, my God, no. no. What is wrong with you? Get out. We've oh, got eight soups to drink. We don't have to. It is not a contractual we, obligation. I do, I do have I to. I do at least want to try them all. Yes. I won't lie. Yeah. I would offer you half of mine, but you would get sick. I think just down it fresher. No. I've got a sore throat. I can't be downing alcohol. It's But it's got so much sugar in it, it will, you know, soothe your throat. That's how that works. She's going to die I'm pretty tomorrow. sure that's the opposite. That's how that works, for sure, for sure. No. Neil, would you like to tell yes. us why you chose Chapter 23 Horcruxes, or would you like to wait till the end? This is always I, up to you. I can tell you why. Please tell us why. It was quite an interesting chapter. Wow! wow. <laughs> wow. Um, Fascinating. I, I reread Half-Blood Prince probably about a year ago mm-hmm. for the first time. You haven't reread Deathly Hallows yet, Not have yet, you? no. Because you kind of did a cluster and then stopped. Yes, I wanted to wait for the podcast to kind of get a bit closer, so then the book was a bit fresher nice. in my mind. Yeah, I hadn't reread Half-Blood Prince since it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good book, first of all. Yes. I love the twists and turns it takes. Um, and there wasn't a chapter like the time travel one that really jumped out at me like, I want to do this. Yeah. But the Horcruxes chapter offers a lot of things to talk about. 100%. So that's the one I wanted to go for. Yes, thank you. You were like, I want to subject them to me Mm. for as long as possible. I want the beefiest chapter so I can talk and talk and talk. Beefy. All right, chapter 23, Horcruxes. Mm. Sorry, I'm I'm invading your personal space. I'll go this side. That's fine. Yeah, also we're not touching each other for pleasure. We just (laughs) have to be in the frame. not a big... Not a big area we have here. No. 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 This is the most Neil's ever been touched that. by women. We could, both of us have, like, room no, here. It just would look a bit weird. Oh, there she goes. She's daring to change the status quo. 
Come back. Now, actually, can you move a bit further? <laughs> yeah. Go <Get> away. <laughs> Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> Please, sir. I'm doing May ASMR. I have some more? Ooh. Sponsor us, Dragon Soup. Hold mine. They actually do merch. What? Wow. Yeah. I discovered this when I was looking for Dragon Soup retailers. We're going over. Colours of oh! oh! Right at the end, it all went wrong. Someone got sued. We're going to be sticky forever now. <laughs> That's it. That's better. That's better than the other one. Yes, it is. Yeah, considerably. Chapter twenty-three, Horcruxes. So the mm. chapter kicks off straight off the back of the last chapter. Harry's running up from Hagrid's back up to the dormitory and gets the fat lady but she's angry at him and tells him he she changed the password at midnight so mm. he'll have to sleep out there she shut such a shit stare I love but it but also I love that it's like you know who's the biggest security risk at Hogwarts who people are trying to kill Harry, Harry Potter. Potter No, and but the fat lady's like yeah sleep in the corridor bitch. but the point mm. is it could be someone Polly's using as Harry well yeah no be. but I, I love that it didn't actually change she is just being a shithead she's yeah. like um, why do the common room entrances not have like you know how the Goblet of Fire had an anti-charm, anti-a ring around it, where if yeah. you step through it while you're under a potion or a charm or whatever, yeah. it mm. would dissolve. Because Hogwarts security is shit. Oh, yeah. right, it is just that then. There's no actual reason. It's just... But I don't know whether that applies... Because the only actual break-in we really see is under an invisibility cloak which mm. the charm wouldn't kick off and i'm not sure those charms apply to being in an animagus form because that does seem to bypass mm. a lot of that charmed magic. yeah i guess because it is still you exactly yeah. yeah and i also think that like the common room passwords are more to keep other houses out because any security is actually on the castle itself like mm. it was you know a one-off that Sirius Black got in and again so, it's because he was an Agon Omega so I'm wondering if that bypasses most security yeah mm. but I, I reckon the passwords are just like to stop other houses yeah mm. like because mm. in well the teachers would always know every password but every teacher has to be able to get into every common room in an yeah. emergency yeah. yeah I do think that it's like a missed opportunity that there was never any like houses like raiding each other as like oh yeah you know like mm. a like school kind of like rivalries but between houses it and only like... um, happened once didn't it when they went to talk to Malfoy in Chamber of Secrets and in book 7 I don't want to oh. spoil it but Harry breaks into the Ravenclaw mm. no but I literally mean in terms of like mm. an actual thing where like houses would try and like befriend people and like get, get the week's in. password mm. and then they'd like go and like throw toilet roll everywhere or yeah something. like what if you were dating someone and got the password of exactly like I really I think that's like a fun school thing that absolutely would happen like yeah. it would be a bit of a like challenged like mm. a bit yeah. like on like your last day of school like you, mess you would like mess around yeah. like and like do pranks and stuff I feel like mm. they absolutely would do pranks on other houses yeah. by like Harry's just too wrapped up in his own shit to notice any of the cool stuff that happens oh it probably Hogwarts. happens in like almost other scene that a bunch of like Ravenclaws get in and like cause chaos in the common room and Harry's just like staring at Ginny yeah just like <laughs> <laughs> um side note at this point sidebar there's a point uh, just at the beginning of this chapter where Harry says he can feel the Felix Felicis wearing off yeah do we think it's just placebo we've had this conversation mm. Neil. I, thought I thought you might have I thought you might have what was your conclusion we don't yeah. think it is because like mm. paths are lit up and but is it just confidence things like that but we mm. believe it is almost the exact same if it's placebo because Ron in the previous chapter says exactly. the line mm. Oh, it feels great. Hermione says, you didn't take it. And he said, I thought I, thought I, I did. Had. It's the same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. It just made me wonder if the reason that they make it sound like such a complicated potion is so that people think, oh, I won't bother making that. That's really difficult. But actually, it's just nonsense. It's just rubbish. I think it's like partially placebo. I do mm. think it actually does something. But I think then a lot of it is like a self-fulfilling. It's like, just yeah. meth. I think, I think the partial thing it does is the timing thing because even mm. if you had all the confidence in the world, the timing of Harry to walk through the portrait yes. hole at the same time as Ginny, that's not to do with confidence. That's, that's to do mm. with the timing of it was the right second that he chose to walk through the common room door. That is true. Yeah. So nearly Headless Nick floats along and tells him that Dumbledore is back mm. because Harry's like, well, I will go to Dumbledore if he was fucking here. And nearly Headless Nick's like, yeah, he's back. And Harry's like brilliant and just sprints yeah. off straight to Dumbledore's office. Although we have a really great bit of like almost like airplane style humour where Nick's like oh Dumbledore's back the bloody Baron told me and Harry's like oh my god great where is he and he's like the bloody <laughs> Baron well he's, uh, well he's uh, yeah he's just clanging around the tower and Harry's like no <laughs> a hospital it's a place with sick people <laughs> So Harry's sprinting off to Dumbledore's office and manages to get straight in. And Dumbledore's like, clearly very confused, but in Dumbledore fashion, is just like, Harry, what an interesting time for this encounter. Like, it's yeah. 2 a.m. What are you You're doing such a in my weird office? Dude. Uh, sidebar that I forgot to mention mm. the fact that the Gryffindor password was tapeworm. Oh, yeah. What was that? It's tapeworm. Why, tapeworm. Why not tapeworm. flobberworm? <laughs> tapeworm. Make it's it been flobberworm before. It has it's been so before, gross. It's Why is it worms? And, and it's just weird. Like, fantasy books always make an effort to not use normal words for anything as yeah. well. But why tapeworm? Maybe someone had a tapeworm. Maybe she that's just it. It's hilarious. Just, she's just shame. Although I suppose because the password didn't change, she was just making it up. Yeah. So yeah. that was clearly the first thing that came to her head. No, no. She says the real password. She said it's still tapeworm. Oh, it's still mm. tapeworm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Dumbledore's... Harry's like, oh, Dumbledore seemed really exhausted. It's like, it's really <laughs> late and he's really old. He's just yeah, got back from travelling, Literally man. two o'clock in the morning. How old is he meant to be? Like 100 and something? Yeah, yeah. 150. That's an old man. Which is like, this is so presumptuous of Harry to be like, yeah, he'll see me now. This is like... I mean, I guess he's really excited. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but that's... It's, it's I think Harry on the come old. down from Felix Felicis is going to mm. be like us after eight dragon soups. Yeah. Oh my God, I gotta go! This is, this is hitting. So, because Dumbledore is really excited, that Harry's got the memory and really please they go literally straight into the memory dive straight in into the point where Slughorn is really flattering Tom he's like not just like oh you'll go far mm. he's like you will be minister of magic within 12 years I know it la 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 also side note on this one um, just a general point uh, when she came up with the idea of memories being removable and viewable in the Pensieve that's one of the best ideas for getting through boring exposition I've ever heard. Mm. Oh, yeah. In most other book, books, you'd get, like, either an awkward flashback chapter or you'd get, like, someone telling you something. Yeah. But yeah. in this, you get to experience the scene directly and in a very, like, normal way through your character's eyes. Yeah. That's yeah. such a good idea. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like, I wish someone else would nick it because it is really good. <laughs> so this is where I did some maths. Oh, okay. Mm. Because, yeah, so Slughorn, so, sorry, Snugglehorn, Snugglehorn says that he uh, expects him that he could become minister within 15 to 20 years. Okay. Mm. So I was thinking about this because I know that there's then like a throw-in plot convenience line afterwards ha about how Tom just, that wouldn't appeal to him. He's not much of a politician. I think that's just... Why? Give an actual reason why. Like, it's just a bit of a, like, to explain why he didn't go that route. Oh, it's just mm. not for him. But yeah. I'm like, I think that's pretty weak. Because I was like, does, would that not make so much more sense? I thought mm. this too. Because if it took him 15 to 20 years from when he finished 
Hogwarts mm-hmm. at like 18 mm-hmm. to become Minister of Magic. Mm. At the latest, he would be 38 by the time he would become Minister for, for Magic and essentially be able to take over. Yeah. Which is incredibly young. That's really yes. young, yeah. Versus, he was 55 when the curse backfired when he attacked Harry originally, by which mm-hmm. point he still hadn't actually fully taken over. He was close, but yeah, so that's 55 versus 38. So that took him 37 years instead of maximum 20 years if he went the politician route. Versus he was 71 when he actually does finally die. Which Which is not that old! (laughs) Yeah. Did a terrible job at immortality. (laughs) Yeah, but like, so he's he's 71 when he dies, Mm. by which point he basically had taken over. You know, at that point he'd taken over the government, blah, blah, blah. He was Mm. like pretty much all there. He just had to knock off one child. Mm. So that (laughs) is... Knock off one child. Stop having a perverted mind. Oh, no, just funny. Carry on. So that's 53 years to overthrow the government. Doesn't, that feels like a long time. When he time. could have just Versus become 20 the government. Years. Yeah. And he could have just become the minister and then done a Hitler, you know. And he also didn't have to do it in such like an evil way from the beginning. It yeah. would have been better to go in as like the smarmy, mm-hmm. handsome politician yeah. and then slowly, slowly change the laws. Oh, I've changed a law here so that you can actually attack muggles. Yeah. Oh, mm. I've changed a law here so that muggleborns aren't allowed in Hogwarts. But by this point, I've already got most of you on the side. That's the smarter way to do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the more time efficient. Because didn't we establish that he spent 20 years working? at Borgen and Burks. We could not work it out. It's a bit of a mm. plot hole. I think there was a 20-year gap. There's a 20-year gap where he was supposed to be working there. So are you really telling me that he's like, I'm just not suited to politics, but I'll be a shop assistant for 20 years instead of becoming Minister of Magic? He was the best like, upseller of all time. He could have still done all the Horcruxes stuff while he was Minister for Magic. Like, he's yeah. got mm. all the power to, like, delegate his time and he's then be got like... the power! And, like, even if he wanted to take, like, five years out to do some evil mischief before going evil into mischief. politics, like, that's still only 25 just years. Small crimes. Versus the 53 years. He's actually a terrible dictator. Like, yeah. he's He's a really mm. bad, a immor- really immortal dictator. Inefficient way yeah. to mm. take over the world. Bear in mind, Dumbledore lives to 150 and he dies at half his age at 71. Like, you've done a terrible job. Yeah. Mm. Voldemort, really not actually quite competent. No. no. <laughs> terrible. I do think his um, the, the charisma he gives off in these memories and stuff is quite interesting. Would have been a lot suited to politics. It would have been. Yeah. And it, it's like the way that he manipulates Slughorn into giving him the memory. Yeah. Oh, not the memory, even the, just talking the about information. Horcruxes. Yeah, so close. Like the sort of psychopathy that, that is amazing. Yeah, really um, well written. It is. Yeah, and this is why we were saying how like it's not entirely Slughorn's fault. Like he was, he was fooled by a master. Yeah, fooler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was using the fact that he was an educator and he was just a clever student who wanted educating. Exactly, like the, the yeah. little aff- afflictions, the little stutters and yeah, things. Yeah, it's that he so in. well done. Very clever. And then adult Voldemort is just like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. It's like, <laughs> He's a um, lot more interesting as a child. And on uh, sort of <laughs> All right, <side>. nonce. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, as a side note from that as well, I oh think... Oh my the, God, can you stop saying the word side note? I'm already sick of it. Are they a sidebar? Now I've got a sidebar here. Yeah, let's just a little aside for a moment. Um... Slughorn's differences between the book and the movie, which I'm sure you've discussed at length in the podcast already, I think that's really interesting. Like, in the movie, he's a pretty much definitely likeable. He's a bit of a, just a misguided old yeah. man. Mm. But in the books, he's an absolute ass. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's a glory-chasing, past his prime. We like... adore books, Slughorn. 
I like as in in terms of as a written oh, as character, a character I see it yes yeah. I like, agree a lot that, of Harry yeah. Potter is filled with as much as Harry as Sirius says in book five the world mm. is not split into good people and death eaters mm. But Harry Potter is filled with black and white characters. Yeah. Slughorn is one of the best examples of just grey. like this completely grey. Very grey. Yeah, but then I do like what the actor did with him in the film because I oh, think it's, yeah. it's actually interesting you have this morally grey kind of a shitbag character but who is just like fundamentally likeable. Mm. Yeah. And it's also difficult to put across that much in a film that's already stacked with things. Mm. So I think simplifying his character for the film was great. And Jim Broadbent was perfect Jim Broadbent's casting. just fantastic. He's great. I adore him. Yeah. He's good in everything he's in, which is every British film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Tom then asks about Horcruxes once the other kids have left. And Harry is impressed, as you said, by how he wheedles the information out of Snugglehorn. He's like using these little um, afflictions in his voice mm. and these little pauses and the ums in the right places. And it's all very well for out. I'm kind of imagining him practicing it in front of a mirror. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we learn that an horcrux is an object in which a person has concealed part of their split soul, meaning they cannot die. Um, which makes Harry, which is a good callback, it makes Harry internally think of Voldemort's words from the end of book four, I've been further than any man on the pursuit of immortality. Mm. And as Slughorn is explaining this, also I kind of forgot that the word Horcrux was for the object, not for the soul. Like, yes. But it's an interesting distinction. Tom can't hide the fact that this eager, hungry look appears on his face. Mm. And he's like, blah, 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 I want it. Brilliant. So he then asks, well, how do you do it? And Slughorn says, it is an act of murder. So it isn't a spell that causes the soul to split. And this is like details I had forgotten about the whole process. Mm. Any murder, not like mm. accidental Doesn't killing. Doesn't he technically say act of evil? And then mm. basically yeah. was like, so murder. Yeah, mm. it doesn't actually say that if it can't be another act of evil. Arson. <laughs> big fire. <laughs> really big fire. I think you'd have to be setting fire to the right thing. Like... Wood. <laughs> Oliver? <laughs> Poor fella. Well, that's murder if you've set fire to Oliver Wood. Not necessarily. <laughs> yeah, what other what other crimes could we do oh, to... Uh, do we want to go down that route? I don't think we want to go down that route. <laughs> could Katie Hopkins create a Horcrux just off her, like, hmm. social media presence? She could, well... Probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Head of the BBC. Mm. We know what he's up to. I think um, just tax fraud. <laughs> that would do it. Really minor tax fraud. I think just the act of actually uh, being a refugee. Yeah. Mm, um, mm, mm. That's a fucking joke. <laughs> I think um, writing a series of really inclusive books about wizards <laughs> and then uh, doing the opposite of what you taught. I think that's one. Yeah. Yes, I imagine there are some other acts that rip your soul, but it is not a spell that rips your soul. It is the act that rips your soul. Um, and then you use a spell to use this ripping to your advantage, take the piece out of you mm. and conceal it in An something object. else. Which is why this now makes sense, because I had remembered that, like, Hermione says at the end of this book and in book seven... The only way you can like rectify a Horcrux yourself is to feel remorse. So presumably, if you murder someone and don't do the spell to turn it into a Horcrux, your soul unrips, will knit back together if you feel mm. deep remorse for murdering that. Like person. sort of spiritual healing. That's yeah. that's cool. That's a nice nice way of putting it. I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's an evil act. It makes sense. So mm. Tom's then like, okay, yeah, but. Pff, only having two souls? Like, that sounds pointless. Like, someone would just kill you. What about seven? It's mm. the most powerful magical number. And it, here's a little thing that Slughorn says at one point. 
he says death would be preferable to the experience of halving your soul. Yeah. I'd, I'd love an exploration of that. Like, what is it? Like, is the other half of your soul conscious? Well, yeah, because Voldemort lives in mm. pain as a torn just part of soul in that yeah. tree in Albania for 15 years. Like, it must because I've, I've been watching um, Severance recently, uh-huh. where the idea is uh, people have an implant in their brain that completely separates their work and home lives. But that means that your work self only ever exists in the office. So they're kind of trapped in this horrible, constant limbo. Right. And it just gets darker and darker. I wonder if the experience of being the bit of Voldemort it's in like a going ring... to work. <laughs> it's a lot like being in an office. It's a lot like <laughs> experiencing capitalism. <laughs> it's the nine to five, baby. Um, no, it's... I, I just wonder if... Is it just like a constant torture? You're just completely stuck? I'd love an yes. exploration of that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Panicking. I'm ready for more soup. Fuck off! <laughs> you you got you to gotta do this for real, you know? <laughs> How are you feeling? Not good. Mm. Okay, mm. so this says red cola, and I fully picked it up and went, red koala? <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah. actually going to be great if I get on rail replacements later. If anyone tries to sit next to me, rather <laughs> than just <laughs> looking hostile like I normally do, I'll just sit there like... <laughs> Which, to be fair, would probably stop someone sitting next to you regardless of your tongue colour. Yes, I oh think God, it would. this looks like watery period blood. Brilliant. <laughs> is this one of the stronger ones? No, this is 7.5. Some of them are 8% instead. Ah, oh, it's red! so red. Oh, it's so red! What flavour is it? Red, red koala. koala. Red koala, yes. Oh, I like it. It tastes like it tastes like Harry Bows. I I was gonna say it tastes like pick and mix like cola yeah. balls. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. I like it. Yeah, that is, that's cola mm-hmm. balls. That's quite nice. So Slughorn, because Tom is asking about splitting his soul. Who's Slughorn? Slughorn. Thank you. Because Tom is asking about sli- s- snipping his soul snipping. into seven. Slughorn <laughs> <laughs> starts to become a bit sus and scared. He like sus. is sus. He's kind of a bit sus. Are you taking off your notes? No. Oh right. And then you're like, yeah, I've said that. Yeah, I've said that. There's an imposter among them. <laughs> I, re- I really hurt heard instead of ticking off i heard taking off and i was like i'm so worried about where this sentence is going what is he taking off I'm not it taking it off. um <laughs> was that kendrick lamar impression i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> she just was temporarily possessed by kendrick lamar we all you get it he's like look Hogwarts are a bad subject at hogwarts this is all an academic interest right like please stop being freaky dumbledore hates this and then they come out of the memory and I really want to make a joke that neither of you will understand. You can make it someone there might get it. Yeah. Okay, to any Buffy watchers, oh, no. um, Hannah is to Kendrick Lamar what Ben is to Glory. That's really funny. Please laugh. You don't get it. Please <laughs> laugh. <laughs> so they come out of the memory and Dumbledore says this confirms his theory that he's been working on for many years. Oh no, I got soup on the sofa. No! no! That's going to stain it forever. And Dumbledore's like, yeah, okay, this confirms it. And Voldemort is the first wizard to ever try breaking his soul into more than two pieces. Like, mm. this is the first time this has ever happened. Which I find kind of wild. Yeah. yeah. Surely someone else has tried that. Yeah, right? Surely. It, it's also a weird notion of, like, if you're that evil and fucked up, mm. but you've got your limits. Once mm. is enough. Mm. Like, mm. I suppose it must be that painful. Like, what we're not understanding is how horrific it is to but do then, it. But then, surely, mm. is it not like childbirth, where if it's that 
painful your brain kind of like erases it. it yeah because yeah, every woman does say that and it scares me they're like i just forgot what it was like, like well that's why i am mm. just never going to have a child <laughs> mm. i don't want to know in the first place no just you know what i like my hair i like my teeth teeth yeah and then we get the first like bigger bomb drop of the chapter because harry's like well, how are we going to find them all? Oh my god! And Dumbledore's like, "We've already got two, and you got the first one. It was the diaries." Clever. I would love to know my reaction the first time I read this. Like, I know. <sighs> this is like one of the things in Harry Potter that I'm always like, "Oh shit! Yeah, we only just learned this." Yes, right. Like mm. it just feels like something we knew all along. I yeah. think I stand by. I think I said this one of the last times I was on. I don't think J.K. Rowling had any idea what she was doing with the diary at the time. No. I think she just thought it was a fun idea. Like, oh, his spooky diary with Voldemort in. But I think she'd come up with the Horcruxes by by mid-book four. Yes. Do you think? Yes. I just don't know how you could, like, start writing a series without knowing... Well, I think she had the main points, but I I don't think when she wrote the diary, she... I don't know. I disagree because I think that book two's... The reason it's bad is its only purpose is that it's chock full of foreshadowing and mm. it just sets up all of the later books, particularly the last book. Mm. So I just, yeah, I feel like she did know because, like, it all culminates with the Horcruxes. Mm. Yeah. So I feel like that would be, like, one of the first things that you would, like, I come up with. I, I think... I think she knew there was something weird about his immortality. Mm, I don't think she decided what yet. I don't though. think she decided because there's a lot of hints in the earlier book he was less than human. You know, even Hagrid says in the very like third chapter of the book, I don't think he's dead. I think he's out there, less mm. than human, biding his time. No, but that's literally established in the first one that that is true. That like mm. he's not dead because like there's been something tethering him to life. Mm. So she has to have thought of the Horcruxes in book one. I just I don't think she thought of Horcruxes. I think she thought that he's found some way to make himself immortal. Because in book one, he's like a weird, you know, floaty spirit that goes into the back of someone's head. In book two, he's in a diary. I think her idea was just to find new and different ways in each book. No, I disagree. I think I think that the Deathly Hallows were last minute. Yeah, they definitely were. Yeah. No question. But I think that the Horcruxes were like... I think when she conceptualised Harry Potter, mm. I think... And it probably wasn't as fleshed out as it actually ended up being. Mm. But I think probably the vague concept was like, ah, oh, yes, like wizard boy, like wizard orphan boy mm. with the big bad who like is immortal and can't be killed because of these like, probably didn't even have a word for it, but because he's mm. like tethered himself to mm. objects. And then like the crux of the series is going to be like, Mm. let's hunt down these objects but like, if, if she thought that and she wanted that to be the crux of the series why is she only introducing it towards the end of the sixth book of seven well because no she's not because she introduced it in book two but then no be- one talks about it for three books but because I think I- I'm kind of in the middle of both of yeah. both of these I don't I don't agree or disagree with either of you really um, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle but I think she wanted the series kind of apart from book six which is very linked to book seven mm. for each book to be somewhat standalone now mm. obviously they're not completely standalone but unlike other fantasy series like Game of Thrones like Wheel other of things time. Wheel of Time when yeah. you're telling a complete story split into books I think Harry Potter some of its uniqueness comes from the fact that each it, it is a very clear story in yes. each book yeah. book six is the the least complete story by mm. far and I think she very much wanted that so those early books do feel like oh it's a different way Voldemort can come back mm. oh it's a different way Voldemort can come back but like then I, I feel like if she had the idea of Horcruxes really set why wasn't one correct me if I'm wrong why wasn't one used in book four to bring him back well it was it's 
his original piece of soul. He doesn't yeah. need one to bring him back to life. The reason he's still alive is because he had Horcruxes. So before book four, he's the floating piece of yeah. soul. He yeah. is... Okay, so I also figured this out <laughs> later, on. but I'll work it out now. So I had thought, I think like what you're thinking now, mm. that when the body dies, mm. like when Voldemort was killed the first time, that piece of soul dies. But it didn't. And to get back to being a person, he has to go take one of the other bits of soul from mm. the Horcrux. But no, that's not what Dumbledore says. He says that Voldemort's body died, but that piece of soul stayed living, floating about, just waiting and this is where the theory comes from that people think that he flew into the potter's cat because he was this have you not seen this because no. it's established that the potters had a cat yeah, yeah. and it's just Dude. never mentioned again like whatever <laughs> happened to that cat yeah so there's a theory out there that like part of how that bit of soul got Traubania in the first place because it it's established that he was doing it by kind of jumping from animal body to animal yeah, body yeah. and they yes. kept wearing yeah. out but it's like what happened to that cat well mm. surely when the spell rebounded and his tattered bit of soul was looking for the nearest living thing it was the cat yeah like hmm. obviously a bit went into harry but a bit went into the cat yeah i like it yeah this is but i was also trying to figure out how because surely if you die your soul dies but then i was like no actually it's firmly established in harry potter the idea of souls is inherent in harry potter yes. like souls are an object in harry potter hmm. and we learn that ghosts are people whose souls have decided to stay on earth they are not ready to pass but the other people like harry's parents and like sirius chose to pass through the veil onto the next life mm. so in harry potter in the canon your body dies but your soul remains which is why voldemort's soul cannot pass to the next life but he's mm. also not a ghost because it's just a broken bit of soul hmm but then <laughs> this is now going to be quite this is like uh why didn't they just take the eagles to mordor but then why did he need seven horcruxes then why not just make one and chuck it to the bottom of the ocean well this is the entire thing he's a stupid stupid he's man just, yeah, he's a, a big dummy it's a stupid man, but, but like one because he wanted it to be like linked to he's just being pretentious he's, he's so i do pretentious. love that i have made a note on that that voldemort's hubris being his own downfall yeah is hilarious. we'll get to yeah. it later but like, it's so brilliant what i find wild is like okay fair enough you mm. want to defile a bunch of these like really historic antiques with mm. a bit of your soul do one as a rock yeah just yeah. do yeah, one yeah, yeah, yeah. as a rock and chuck like, it <laughs> Get yeah. out into the sea. Yeah, yeah. if you it. actually want to be him, immortal, well, immortal, rock mm. in the sea. Yeah, yeah literally. Or like um, rock in a box. I like really tighten it up and then yeah. chuck it in. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, like, I think for me, Harry Potter is this like such incredibly detailed and layered. Like, mm. you know, I do criticize her world building a lot, where she hasn't fleshed certain bits out, particularly mm. the magic. But for the most part, it's like incredibly fleshed out, and I just don't believe that she would have started writing this series mm. without having worked out like the entire crux of the details of the baddie and his mm. downfall like mm. to me when she started writing this series like she definitely had the beginning the beginning the end and then probably like key like bits in between mm. therefore she definitely conceptualized the horcruxes because i just don't think that you flesh out this like incredibly like detail rich series mm. without fleshing out the it, like I the biggest you, yeah. plot point. I hear you. Like I disagree, but I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Well, one Let's of us on. is a Harry Potter expert, and yeah. one of us is a Star Wars that. expert. <laughs> <laughs> when so, does Jar Jar Binks come into these books again? Shut up. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, that's Dobby. 
Oh. Um, so the diary was a Horcrux all along, and it was also Dumbledore's first confirmation of suspicions. He had thought all mm. along, well, this man must have Horcruxes. The diary confirmed it. Oh, there must be a TikTok edit of like the moment that Dumbledore, like Harry, like gives him the diary and stuff, and he he's knows. like, he, <laughs> "That's literally what I was going to say." Good. Yeah, he um, knows, and I know he knows. He knows. Yeah, hundred percent. <laughs> 100%. But Dumbledore was suspicious about the really careless way this diary was treated. He was like, why on earth would this diary just be thrown about mm. unless he had more than one? And this started Dumbledore down this path of thinking that Voldemort mm. had more than one Horcrux. I, I do like that this is like what clues him in. Yes, mm. I do. I think that's really cool. I think it could have been like a really easy, like not necessarily like plot hole, but like an easy like, ah, I can shrug that off to be like, oh, mm. like Dumbledore just, you know, just thought he would have more. He just knows he's so super evil. Yeah. Here's one for you though. Why doesn't Dumbledore talk to anyone ever? Because that's part of Dumbledore's character. He yeah. is the chess master. Uh, He's brilliant with the chess master. But if he had and just everyone talked, must play his game. Because if he thinks he can trust the Order of the Phoenix, which, broadly speaking, he can, it's interesting that he didn't talk to any of them at any point. No, I agree that he's in the right for not doing it. Because, yeah? I mean, the the entire thing is that uh, James and Lily thought that they could, could trust, trust everyone, everyone and they couldn't. Mm. Peter no was ma- in the order. Yeah. Okay. No matter how much you do, the more people know, the more chance that Voldemort is going to find out. And the thing mm. is, you might trust them, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to get kidnapped by Voldemort and he can use legitimates or whatever. Mm. And also, mm. so, it's a really important plot point for Harry's development in book seven, because in mm. book seven, he ends up resenting Dumbledore massively for always keeping his cards close to his chest, for never mm. telling things, because although... Keeping his what, sorry? Cards close to his chest, <laughs> for never telling everyone things, because although Harry, like, doesn't tell loads of people, mm. he has never not told Rod and Hermione a bit of information whereas Dumbledore because Harry wants to share it with them he feels he needs to whereas Dumbledore was never like that it's a key Mm. difference between them Yeah, Yeah. and it's also like a key part of the plot that Voldemort cannot know that Dumbledore and Harry know because if he did one he would increase the Mm. already intense security on them and two he probably then would you know make a rock and throw it into the ocean yeah yeah so Mm. Voldemort Dumbledore. Ah, she did the thing. Go get the grapper. I'm not doing it with grapper. Grab, a, grab another can of sweet while you're there. I hate you. <laughs> okay. In the break, we all had sex. Yep. If the camera's changed loads, doesn't matter. It just, yeah, got rocked about by the wild limb flailing. It did. Yeah. So, Dumbledore. You know, I got up to take a shot. <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Can I save it for next time I get up, please? Yeah. Oh. I made the rules on the official co-host. Neither of us would have realised this is a thing. I know. I kind of thought you'd gone and done it, so you could have kept quiet then. I didn't do the shit. We we just paused the recording, swapped the battery, got new alcohol, went to the toilet. Also, I could get up and have a shot and didn't. Actually, I've changed my mind. Do the shot. Yeah. No, please. No, I do just got comfortable. Do the shot. Do the shot. Do the roar. Do the what? The roar. The roar. Do the roar. What? Do the roar. What are you saying? Shrek. You always be like the biggest Shrek fan. Yeah. Do, do the, the roar. roar. I don't remember that bit. The little kid. Do the roar. Do the roar. I was like, do the roar. What does that mean? <laughs> 
That's not a shot. This you is a double put shot a drip. Glass. This is a double size shot. No, glass. you it's literally went halfway. Yeah, she it's up the halfway com- on a double shot glass. I put a little bit more in. Yeah, she literally did like a drop. <laughs> I'm not sitting back down to do this. Check the glass is empty. I don't trust the bitch. That is empty. She's done it. <laughs> God, that grapper is truly awful. Okay, so Laura, <laughs> Laura did it again. Come on. <laughs> Deep breath, deep breath. Dumbledore, Voldemort, Dumbledore, Voldemort, Dumbledore, Voldemort, Dumbledore, Voldemort. Hermione. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore says hmm. that Voldemort has okay, grown you did less say, human. I feel like saying law absolutely counts as saying Lord Voldemort. I was actually reading out my own note. The problem is I screwed myself over because all I wrote was Lord V has grown less human, but I need to give more context than that to the podcast. Sure. He's mm. grown less human. And this made me question, like, yes. Who's grown ha- less human? Voldemort has grown less hmm. human. Mm-hmm. And this made me question that, yes, he has, because it isn't even that he has a seventh of his soul. That's not true, because the first time he ripped his soul in half, he has half a soul. Then the second time he rips his original half of the soul in half, it's a quarter. And continue and continue and continue until you get... Oh, one 128th of a soul. Wait, really? I was expecting it to be one fortieth or something. Half, yeah. quarter, yeah. eighth, sixteenth, thirty-second, sixty-fourth, and then Harry, 128th. Oh, and that's the thing as well, like, Harry only has, like, a little, like, sprinkling of his soul. Which yeah. I guess, I guess makes sense, but it can't be perfectly fractional, I don't think. Just because of that, surely he hasn't gotten rid of... 127, 128ths of his soul. But it must be. It must be. But it's not. Do we know that it's half? Or do, is it just a bit? I guess not. I mm. guess it never says you... Re- the thing is, we're saying it like it is a real thing. It mm. isn't. Even though in Harry Potter it exists as a method to keep you alive, it exists in both the good and the bad. Like, souls are inherent. Mm. It's not like... A, I'm imagining like the sole of a foot where you just rip it down the middle. It is like a... Ew! Yeah, what, what? Oh my god! What? Well, I was imagining it like soul shape, like the sole of a foot shape. When have you ever ripped a foot in half? <laughs> I didn't say that. That is what I'm, you said. I'm sorry, but like the <laughs> mental image of like ripping the sole of a foot in half has made me sorry. actually feel I weird. I should have said, I don't mean of a foot. Yeah. I meant like an insert. Like a, oh, like, like a, an insole. Yeah, like an insole. <laughs> what, like on Reddit? <laughs> Yes. I meant like the insult that goes in a shoe. I hate that now we video when I make a shit joke, they can see how proud I am of myself. <laughs> so yeah, it's like but when it, you rip it, a foot in half. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. not like that because a soul is an abstract concept. So no, we don't know that it's just in half, mm. in half, in half, in half because it is not a, a it's not an organ. That's not what's mm. happening. Yeah, he could just be tearing a, a little corner off at a time. Yeah, but th- that's still treating chunk. it as an object. But it is not an object. It's a concept. It's a concept, but the way it's described treats it like an object. I guess. Yeah. Mm. But anyway, mm. okay, so he's 1 148th. 128th. In theory. That's not very much. We're just, you know, he does it like a snake now, so I guess that's that. Yeah. The thing is, it does, like, blur the boundaries of, like, oh, it's his soul. It's this, like, hypothetical thing, blah, blah, blah. But mm. then for some reason affects his appearance. Mm. Like. Yeah. But we don't know it's not the other... Ma- this is what annoys me about the fact he decided to become evil and snake-like looking before he went into the cauldron. I would have much preferred it if he looked just like a man, like a handsome yeah. man, I'm, and then he comes mm. out the cauldron looking 
boiled yeah. and burned. And like we've mm. had the discussion before, it, it's so much more interesting having him either be like a normal looking or like attractive looking villain 100%. as opposed mm. to this like pantomime level. But like as we discussed, he got addicted to buccal fat removal. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing, like path that they kind of went down with the Fantastic Beast films of this like mm. pantomime evil looking villain. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but why? You have to give a reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like so gross to be like, oh, well, he was ugly. So he was evil. Mm. Yeah. Duh. Even though Very he started off as extremely handsome. Mm. Question. Tell me what you think about me. I might be a little early here, but we were talk- they, they start talking about what all the Horcruxes are, and one of them is the diary. Great reveal. You're too early for my note. You're two Ugh, pages Neil's too early. being premature. But the story of my life. But what what he what Dumbledore says is that the diary is proof that he's the heir of Slytherin. How is that proof? As because in, he's able to open the Chamber of Secrets, and only the heir of Slytherin can do that. But the diary isn't the proof, then. Yeah, it is. Why is the yeah. diary the proof? Because it's the bit of his soul encased in there and only the bit of his soul can open the Chamber of Secrets because only Voldemort can open the Chamber of Secrets. Right, I thought what he was saying was inherently... It's written in the diary. Dear diary, yeah, I yeah, would yeah. find the heiress of the Like It's signed at the front by Salazar or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dear no. diary, today I found out I'm the heiress of the Yeah, <laughs> no. I, it's... No, only Slytherin's heir can open... Actually, yeah. that's not true. Anyone, But this isn't true because anyone who speaks parcel tongue can open the Chamber so of Secrets. So the heiress of Slytherin thing is actually just a myth. Well, no, but it's kind of hinted at in the books that only di- distant heirs of Obviously, Slytherin yeah. can speak parcel But they were mistaken. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like a double. That's a double. It's tea She's jokes, so deep, deep in the jokes. Mm. I'm just really funny. Like someone said, I think, was it a reviewer message? We got someone said that I'm the funniest person they've ever, like, I don't know, like, perceived. And I'm like, you really need to meet more people. <laughs> like so many people. <laughs> You're about to fuck us up. Yeah, no, sorry, you're hilarious. You're hilarious. Like, I, I can be funny. Yeah, no, no, I am hilarious. No, I am. But I'm most definitely not the most funny person that anyone, no. unless they, like, are Madeline McCann and they've been in a basement for the past how many years? Oh, my God. Dark joke. No, she's dead. We found her. She's in your reviews. It's been me all along. Um, Madeline McCann thinks Charlie is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Claim. Put that on your posters. Yeah. Oh my god. It's going on the CV, mate. There we go. <laughs> Harry starts completely panicking. He's like, how am I meant to find seven objects? That's mad. And Dumbledore's like, nah, 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 six. <laughs> yeah, Dumbledore's also immediately like, yeah, I know what they all are. Here we go. Here we go. We've got, yeah. <laughs> we've got the diary. But also, the yeah, he points out the thing that people constantly forget when they're trying to count the Horcruxes that mm. one has to stay inside Voldemort yes. for there to be seven pieces. Yes. Like, there has to be the one inside him, which is why Harry is the accidental eighth, not the accidental... I, I do feel like they reveal all of them really quickly here. I suppose it's been Dumbledore's project for years. I know, but I feel like they could have... This is the thing, if they'd introduced the idea maybe one book earlier, they could have, you know... But I don't know how you ever would be like, oh, mm. yeah, I've worked out what two of them are, I'm going to tell you now, and I actually know what the rest are, but I'm not going to tell you them Well, that's now. the thing, I mean, I we can have the experience of... of him figuring out... That well, we like, have the ring, like, at the start of this book. Yeah. It's just that we're not immediately told about it and i kind of like the trope of like dumbledore holding all these cards close to his Mm. chest and then harry's panicking and dumbledore goes yeah i've already done the work already got a lot here yeah i don't know and his reasoning makes sense like as he talks to each object yeah something that i was thinking about is this concept of like seven being the most magical powerful number because Mm. it's like obviously it's not just exclusive to jk rowling this is like an entire like established like belief what's that thing called with the numbers Anyology or something? 
What's the thing with the numbers? I don't know. What I was thinking about is like whether this is actually true that the fact that he split it into seven made it in some way more powerful. Right, yeah. Because mm. it's like a very easy thing to say like, oh, seven is the most powerful number. But like what actual, is this just a belief and it doesn't actually? I've or, always assumed it's a myth. I've always assumed it's superstition. Yeah. Mm. Or like does it actually in some way strengthen in the same way that like triangles are strong? Like <laughs> I don't know how my brain's connecting that. But do you know what I mean? Well, is mm. there something it actually? Both, it could go both ways. Because I'm one one hand i've always thought it's a myth like he's quite into superstition and things mm. like that but on the other hand he never really has seven pieces of his soul because he creates harry well this is the a point that missing. i was making yeah so he only ever has six or eight so is it that if he'd ever had that magical seven is that mm. what you mean like would it have been all yeah powerful? that's literally the point that i was trying to make is the fact that he tried to have seven right and whilst mm. i kind of like the idea that it is bullshit and this is more some kind of like religious symbolism right. like you know my cross necklace that i have because i'm so deeply religious you are you love jesus i, I really yeah me and jesus are really tight but or is it actually that there is actually some kind of magical strengthening if you do something in seven? And therefore, the fact that he creates this accidental one, does this actually have some real world implications in the fact that he does like one too many and therefore weakens himself? Because like, whilst I could buy into that for like, you know, ah, oh, like magic reasons, like it happens and if you want to try and explain that in more detail, you can. But like, I also kind of, like the idea that it's just kind of like bullshit yeah you know mm. um although it would then explain once harry destroys the diary why his rise to power then suddenly becomes a lot quicker because he then has seven but Good does he point. have seven or because no, it's not no, like no. he then has oh my god okay no he's got seven then no because he doesn't do nagini till after he comes out the cauldron yeah oh that's right and also right. it's not like as far the way i interpret it at least is it's not I don't know. I guess you could interpret it in different ways, but mm. the way I I interpret it is when one gets destroyed, that piece of soul gets destroyed. It's not that it like zaps back in no, to no, the person, the soul gets like in the Scooby Doo movie. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, like so. Therefore, it's still that he doesn't have seven pieces. Like he still had mm. like eight pieces, but just One's one gone. of them's destroyed. Yeah. But yeah, it's quite mm. interesting to think about whether it did in some way. Mm. Even though you think, oh, but he's got one more, so he should be. That's you know. One one more life. If he doesn't do Nagini till after he gets out of the cauldron, he does have seven. Yeah, he does. Yeah, but I suppose if his original piece doesn't have a body, does it count as one? Oh, boy. Just on the topic of Nagini. Oh, no. No, we're no, not, no. no. We're not going to acknowledge the stupid thing. We're not going to acknowledge the Asian woman. In we're the not world. acknowledging it's, it. Uh, that's weird. But really sad in general. Oh, poor snake. I know. That's horrible. I know. Yeah. The snake who is also actually a woman. No, it isn't. Thank you for that, Joanne. We're going to do an ad again. Woo! Advert. No, Woo! you say again. This again. is the first time we've done ooh, one. Time travel. We're going to do an ad one no, time. No, it's the first time we've done it. This is no, the that's first why ad. I'm saying, ooh, time, time travel. travel. We're going to do an ad. It's ad time. <laughs> it's ad time. Goblet of ads. It will, will return shortly after these messages that are also us. Today we have a very exciting ad because someone has let us talk about alcohol in an ad Huge. in an alcohol themed podcast I talk about wine in a podcast called goblet of wine they clearly did not see that one star ai review that said that we know nothing about, about wine, wine. <laughs> mm. Mm. so today's episode is brought to you by wine 52 which 
<laughs> what are you doing? doing? <laughs> Showing the wine. There we go. There you go. You've got your um, screenshot for the YouTube thumbnail. Great. <laughs> wine 52. Mm. Oh, are we trying? Mm. I accidentally drank the wine. Okay, let's do that now. We're doing mm. a live tasting. Go. You put wine in my hand and I drink it. Ooh. That's, that's weird because I only drink like dirt cheap on offer, like <laughs> five pound wine. Yeah. And, I'm and like, this is not that. Yeah, this is genuinely a <laughs> that's really all I've got good to wine. Say. It's a lovely wine. <laughs> okay. So we all like the wine. That's really a good start good. to this ad. Wine. So essentially wine 52, it's related to beer 52, which mm -hmm. both of us have yes. paid for in the past. Yes. I actually bought my dad like three months of beer 52. Mm. I think like last Father's Day. And I've been, Father's a, Day I've been a subscriber for years. And we contacted the company and they kindly said, would you like to talk about the like offshoot of Beer 52, Wine 52 mm. because of how well it fits with the podcast. And we were like, uh, yes, yes, definitely. I will say we have set the bar for enjoying the wine so low because it's like, mm, yes, this isn't dragon soup. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the comparison alcohol is not good here. So mm. Wine 52 is a subscription wine company in the uk so every month you get sent a box of three bottles of wine you can pick an all white wine case an all red wine case or a mixed case so we got sent the mixed case and also each month is themed to a certain country or region or like topic or something like that so mm. this box that we're drinking from obviously if you guys order it it'll be different but just to talk about it this box is the georgian wines mm. um, i know nothing about georgia to add to that point it sure do be a country and also a state. It, yes. Yes. And they make really good wine, as it turns out. Fresh Not things. only do you get the three <laughs> bottles of wine, you get a magazine snacks. all about the three bottles. Oh, and snacks! I've Ooh, got corn. fava beans barbecue. Mm, mm. I want bean. You oh. have corn. Oh, wow. They also send you snacks and a magazine all about the wine. And basically, if you sign up to Wine52, you get a box of wines every month but you can cancel and pause at any mm -hmm. time so the lovely people over at the company have given you guys an offer where you get the first case for free you just have to pay for postage the postage is 8.95 for that first box because obviously it's heavy it's mm -hmm. wine bottles um but you yeah you only have to cover that and you're going to get a case for free and you can pause or cancel at any time so you could try it out if three bottles last you more than a month you could go for like a one month on one month off system mm -hmm. and it's it's a great way to try different wines, especially I think for people like us who, as we've both just admitted, know nothing about wine. Yeah, mm. it's quite a good way to try different like regions and types. And also the magazine will give you information mm. about them so you can pretend yeah. to be knowledgeable. And they put a lot of care into their curation as well. Like they're not just randomly picking a country in the map and going that one. They think about it. They find a good local producer. Yeah. You guys, if you want to try it, unfortunately, this is a UK ad only but mm -hmm. for any of our uk people you can get your first box for 8.95 you can pause and cancel after that at any time if you go to www.wine52 and that's the numbers 52 not the words the link will be in the description dot com slash goblet so that's www.wine52.com slash goblet to get your first three bottles of wine for 8.95 i mean Which is the good. cheapest wine in tesco is Fiver. You'll struggle to get a better deal than that for three bottles. Oh yeah, wine, you frankly. really sound like you're doing it. You're struggling yeah, no. to get a better deal than I'm that, lads. I'm not. I'm not goofing. This is real. This is yeah. real enthusiasm. Thank you also so much for Wine Fifty Two for working yes. with us for this episode. We were very Hell excited. Yeah. Thank you. At break over. Welcome back to Goblet of Wine. Goblet. Where we actually have wine. goblets of wine. Bye.
mango pink lemonade. Oh, this is the one you were enthusiastic about, Charlie. Yeah, I love pink lemonade. I love mango. Well, get ready for both of them in one probably mm-hmm. not very nice drink. I think the wine in this is also going to mix really well together, considering I think I've so. still got a glass of wine left as well. Hell yeah. Oh, it's pink. Oh, no. Oh, my no? God. I'm not going to be able to drink that. That is awful. I think that's nice. Jeez. Ugh. Oh, my, that is acrid. Do you like that? It tastes like blended up candy floss. So Dumbledore reveals that not only has one Horcrux been destroyed, the diary, Marvolo's ring, seen in the previous memories, was also a Horcrux and has also been destroyed, and that's how he injured his hand. Although I noticed he doesn't actually say how he injured his hand, because obviously we don't find that out till the end of book seven. So Harry then points out rightly what we're all thinking, that Horcruxes could be anything. An old tin can, mm. a piece of rubbish, and you could just throw it anywhere. I love that the first thing he thinks of, an old tin can. I just, there's something really an funny about that. An old tin can. It sounds like a, a line from an old play or something. An old tin can, an old tin can. <laughs> <laughs> if you did make your Horcrux a random object, right. and you can't just do the like stone in to the sea thing but it had to be some other kind of random mm-hmm. object what mm-hmm. would you do so something non-biodegradable yep that i would send to landfill mm-hmm. no but what i would do mm. an old piece of lego in a lego job lot that i'd donate to a random charity shop Very incredible because not only if someone does for some reason throw it out it's not going to go anywhere but yeah. also he's going to throw out Lego. I suppose yeah. the problem with any of these mm. is the reason why Voldemort doesn't do it is that you can't check on it. You are trusting mm. if you only have one that it, it mm. hasn't been destroyed in any way. And as soon as you decide to put it somewhere that you check on it, it becomes something special and personal because you're not just going to go check on a tin can buried in soil, are you? True, true. So I get it from that perspective, wanting to check on it. You could do in the Lego movie, make like a Lego city and it's just one block. <laughs> oh yeah, you could uh, gift it to Legoland and get them to put it in one of their yeah, exhibition pieces. That was yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or okay, if I had the Harry's invisibility cloak, I'd sneak in and put it in like some sort of historical monument that's not allowed to be touched. Mm. Like if you put something like in or on the Statue of Liberty or something, yeah. or like it's never going to be touched. Make by it anyone. a tiny bit of paint and add it to the Mona Lisa. Yes, mm. exactly. Or mm. just make it the Mona Lisa. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, what am I on Lisa. about? Just make it the Mona Lisa. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, Dumbledore's Neil's like... not answered. Oh, sorry. I, I said something biodegradable. So it's not something non-biodegradable. That, yeah, I was going to say he makes it an That's apple core. That's not an answer. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of what the best thing But also, thing I feel be. like there's an implication that if it becomes a Horcrux, it's no longer going to biodegrade. Like, if you need to mm. destroy it with, like, the sword or, or like... Fiendy fire or Yeah, it's not just going to biodegrade. Hmm. And actually, okay. if it did, surely that would make it harder to well, oh, like... but no because okay so at some point in book seven they say unlike something and i can't remember what mm. a horcrux is dependent on the object yes so the object has to be destroyed so if it's something that biodegrades i assume the the horcrux dies because if, but you can if make it your... can't just be destroyed in a normal way surely it would but just stop it biodegrading i think though because if nagini is a horcrux and you can just you know you can just kill a snake can't you yeah, no, they... but the point is that they have to use sword to kill the snake. But when mm. he puts his soul into rats and things like that, they do just die and he has to flit about and find something else, which implies that it doesn't give them extra longevity. The biodegradable mm. object does die and biodegrade. Which makes it even stupider that he put it in Nagini. I know. It just doesn't really work, does it? 
Hmm. If you start deconstructing it a little bit. Um, Most of Harry Potter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, we've thought about it for more than five minutes. Oh, no. But then it doesn't really... It doesn't really make sense because they try other ways to kill the locket and it doesn't work. Hmm. But you could, in theory, just smash a fucking locket. I think what would make more sense is if, when you create a Horcrux, it creates a duplicate of an object. As in, like, if you wanted to make a Horcrux out of, you know, Ravenclaw's diadem... What actually happens is it creates a uh, near enough, you can't tell the difference duplicate of it, but you can then replace oh it. Oh my with. God, you know what would be so funny? Go on. Is if it created a duplicate of it, but it created like the wish.com version. <laughs> <laughs> AliExpress diadem. Yeah. yeah, like you know when they're like, oh, this lovely knit jumper and someone online orders it and it's just like a t-shirt with the knit print on. Yes, yep. yes, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. But Dumbledore is like, nah. No, Voldemort nah. has an obs- nah, mate. Voldemort has an obsession <laughs> with trophies and mm. legacy that is his own undoing. Essentially, he chose significant objects and not just significant objects. He wanted to change pieces of history. He wanted to change an object that is going to make so much noise. You two, what do you mean? Sorry, he wanted to. But the thing is, it fits, although we're all like Voldemort's stupid, he is, but it mm. fits well with Voldemort's personality that we've learned in these does, next yeah. six books. Because he came from nothing, because he had to learn who his family was, he is obsessed with symbols of greatness and he wants to have, I think at the end of the day, it, it, he wants to have a legacy more than he wants to actually rule. Like, I don't. Mm. Part of me thinks he doesn't. This is what I've always said is does he actually care about oppressing muggles and muggleborns that much? No. I always think it's a stepping stone to recruit the easiest people. What he wants is a legacy as a ruler, a legacy I as mean, someone in the wisdom world. This is mm. what the Conservative Party do. Like, I was about to say. Yes. It's literally. Absolutely. They're like demonizing like immigrants, the working class, refugee, mm. like all of these uh, like minority and oppressed groups is literally just a vehicle to like give themselves a platform I, I think there are a number of politicians over the last 10 years where you can say they cared more about their own legacy than anything else 100%. they just wanted to have something they could write in the history books about them you know? which annoyingly is what makes Joe's writing so powerful this isn't mm. this doesn't Although there's a lot of criticism over Voldemort's character not being like the greatest villain this is actually mm. a good thing about his conscience That's an ad, baby. What word did you use earlier? Because I really liked it. I was talking about Voldemort's obsession with trophies and legacy. You wrote hubris. Hubris. Love that word. Great word. Well done. Do you want to know a funny thing? I had to Google to double check what it meant. Because I was pretty sure I knew. But before I made a phone, I do that all the time. No, that's a great word. I'm like, Mm. I absolutely know what this word means. But I'm going to double check. I am going to Google it, though. Because Mm -hmm. these listeners would take the piss out of us if we used a word. Hubris was the point of that discussion. (laughs) Sorry? Hubris. <laughs> don't, 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 just don't, just don't. We're moving on. Don't either of you sit there, record the podcast, don't say anything. Say it again. No, hubris. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> hubris. That's what I said. Yeah, exactly. But hubris. <laughs> <laughs> It's two syllables. Hubris. You're saying it like you're saying it like humorous, but like hubris. Oh man, all of that hubris. Wait, what's it? Hubris. That's what I said. Hubris. 
<laughs> what did you just say? Hugh. Hugh. Briss. Hugh Briss. There we go. Je m'appelle. <laughs> Je m'appelle. <laughs> Wait, so it's not hubris? No. <laughs> no, for God's sake. I, I, I like hubris even more, though. Hubris. <laughs> it's like the hooves. <laughs> Remember the hooves? Oh, no, no, I'm going to wet myself. That's some great remembering. Oh, no, no, I'm going to wet myself. <laughs> Put up a clip of the hooves while Hannah pisses. <laughs> okay, I'm going to try to get to the next point. So, yeah, so the Hooberus, so, 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 or whatever you were so saying. So, we're talking about Voldemort's Horcruxes, and yes. Dumbledore is talking about how he chose significant objects. And yes. Dumbledore says, can you think of any other significant objects? And Harry's like, oh, my God, yes, the cup and the locket. I understand why, finally, we've been going mm-hmm. through all these memories. They're Horcruxes, right? And Dumbledore's like, yes, of course. What was the cup again? Sorry to interrupt. Hufflepuff's cup. Of course, carry on. Yes, 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 yes. And then Dumbledore says... I love what this implies about Hufflepuff, like the OG person. (laughs) The fact that... He's just got a cup. cup. Someone had a sword. Someone had a fucking pretty necklace. Someone had like a pretty tiara. A crown, basically, yeah. Someone had a wine glass. Like, (laughs) icon. Cup. Cup. He's just having little shots out of it. Mm. She, it's Helga. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm being sexist. I forgot it was Helga. It's Helga. Dumbledore starts talking about how he thinks that Voldemort... I'm out of soup. I was really <laughs> trying to get to the next point. Yeah, no, I know. T- tell us about his hubris. Yeah. I'm going to the loo. You can get your own <laughs> soup. Neil, serve me soup. The cup and locket... The hubris. The cup and locket are horcruxes. Yes. And then Dumbledore yeah. theorises that Voldemort wanted to make four of I forgot about my wine. Oh, yeah, I've still got wine. You could have well. done without the soup. Goblet of no. wine. Dumbledore mm. keeps talking about Do you how. Want some more corn. I'd love some more corn, thank you. Aren't you the one who oh. wants to get home? Hannah, do you want some corn? It's very good. It's yeah. good corn. It is good corn. Mm. It's corn! Ow, I bit my tongue! A big lump of knobs! It has the juice! It has the juice! I can't imagine a more beautiful thing! Hannah, make your point. Yes. The you can't let them on to the time travel! The hubris. The locket and the cup of horcruxes. Dumbledore theorises that Tom Riddle wanted to make an item of each of the four founders of Hogwarts a horcrux so that that would be like four key horcruxes. Mm-hmm. But. Dumbledore says, well, he didn't get any from Gryffindor because the only known relic of Gryffindor is the sword, and that's in front of me. And what annoys me is, he's like, I don't know about Ravenclaw, it's a maybe. He doesn't even mention the diadem as a possibility, because Mm. Dumbledore definitely knows that it is an object which possibly existed. Now, we learn in book seven that it disappeared thousands of years ago but Mm. it annoys me that Dumbledore at this point doesn't even mention that that's like the most known item that that's the strongest possibility he just says something of Ravenclaw's there's no way he doesn't know it and it annoys me that that's kept back until the end of book seven because it's just like withholding information that could be useful it's also really weird the concept that these people just had like the one possession I mean I suppose it's what survived okay no but surely like Hufflepuff's cup was in a set of glassware. Surely. Like, he didn't just, uh, she didn't just own, we keep, you uh, big sexist. <laughs> no, I, I, I've just decided that now Hufflepuff is trans and ah, yeah. Fair so enough. He, Henry Hufflepuff. Yeah. They wouldn't just have one cup. 
So it would be a set of cups. Like imagine, okay, Hufflepuff invites you over for dinner. And they're like, do you want a drink? And you're like, oh, yes, please. And See, like, well, tough imagine, shit. I, never I only own it, one cup. I never imagined it as a cup you actually drink out of it. I just imagined it as a decorative piece. I pictured oh, it as like a grail. I pictured yeah. it like literally like a like Stella branded like pint <laughs> glass. <laughs> That's a nice cup to be fair. Yeah. Um, I love a Stella glass. But like either way, it's like, why is there just one object that's been like handed down and associated mm. with these people? And this leads me on to another question. Mm. What would ours be? What would your What would your relics be? Such a good question. Misu. No. no. A stuffed misu. No. Oh no. That no. That's a good question. Um. Hmm. What am I most protective over over the things I own? I don't even. Th- I guess it could be most protective over, but also what just like sums you up. Hmm. It's genuinely a really good. question. Or like something valuable, maybe. Oh, okay. Then my giraffe. Uh, my giraffe painting. Um, that is both valuable and meaningful to That's me. That's very mm. Zac Efron poster in Starkid. I forgot what Starkid were called. You know that <laughs> joke when they're like, the Horcrux is the Zac Efron poster? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's mine. Um, basically, uh, I have this painting of giraffes that my parents bought the year I was born from like a local artist to where they live. Turns out it gained a lot of value as I grew up. Mm. But um, they bought it for me when I was born, but also bought me a giraffe stuffed toy when my mom found out she was pregnant. Like they bought both at the same time, gave me the stuffed toy and kept this giraffe painting. But then very kindly when we moved out, they were like, oh, this was always meant for you. Have this. And I was like, it's increased in value. I can't take it. They were like, nope we bought it randomly when you were born it's yours mm. Mm. Uh, I will so it's say, quite an important thing and then I became obsessed with giraffes throughout my childhood and ended up getting a giraffe tattoo mm. yeah and I will say the little giraffe fella over there has been giving me eyeballs this entire recording Aww. and I'm about to start a fight with it there's two do you mean the shorter one with the purple eyes the one looking directly at me yeah, hello yeah. but yeah my giraffe painting uh, would be mine okay mm. Neil mine is probably either that stuffed dog up there with the hat Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a shit um, one. No offense. Wow, oh, hey. he loves that. I'm sorry. No, it's just not going to survive many generations, True. is it? Or just any one of my records. Oh god, I hate no, you. No, because then that's like within the collection. Like that's not gonna that's not gonna go anywhere. What's yours then? That's around for it. Yeah, what's yours? Give me uh-huh. something better than that. Yeah. Ah, uh, you asked the <laughs> fucking question. That's the worst when people do that. It's like, oh, what do you think of this? And then you get to them and they're like, oh, I don't know actually. So I'm and then not, they sort of stare mysteriously. I'm, into I'm the just distance. not allowed to ask questions. No, mm-hmm. good not unless that. you have an answer. Um, the only thing that comes to mind, and it's not like valuable monetarily, but it's something that I guess would be like close to me and like sums me up, and something that I've kept for like a significant majority of my life, mm. is this book called Toe by Toe, which was what was given to like dyslexic people. That it was essentially like a workbook that like taught me to read Mm. um so it's something that took me like two or three years to complete so it's literally just a book of me like having to spell things so it'd be kind of a shit one (laughs) but like oh yes this is a relic of someone when they were like 10 years old like Mm. spelling cat (laughs) to be fair however much jk rowling is a shithead Mm. based on what I've collected and who I am as a person. If you were to list things I'd save in a fire, I would grab my original seven hardback copies of Oh Harry no, Potter. I think I'd throw them in. I'd be like, burn! <laughs> no, like I'm very protective over my original seven mm. copies because they're literally the ones I read growing up. Mine yeah. have all just fallen apart, like absolutely. It's not good. It's not oh, in no, a good no, no. state. Mm. <laughs> literally most of mine, like the OG ones, they don't have covers yeah. now. I've just they thought can't... of 
another thing, actually, which probably is better than both of the ones I said. Oh. The kalimba. The one that's on the shelves out by the alcohol. I've, I know what it is now. It's the it's, little plunky plinky It's thing. a little like ding 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 ding, like thumb piano thing oh, cute. that was in my granny's house. And mm. it was like the one, when we cleared it out, it was like, that's the thing I want. Yeah. Because mm. um, my granddad used to travel around. God knows where he got it from. This is like some random country. Okay, to be fair, this has actually mm. reminded me. My grandma has a music box that plays somewhere over the rainbow. Aww. And it's not mine yet. And I haven't asked for it because my grandma's now doing a post-it note what you want when oh I god i hate when they do that it's so awkward so i am <laughs> actually gonna text my mum right now that yes. I want the music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> apart from i took a potato masher and a saucepan so yeah. maybe but i'm the one in the wrong my mom- but yeah it, it basically annoys me that dumbledore doesn't even mention the diadem um because yeah. i just feel like even if he had a suspicion or even if it was just a thought process he should have shared that with harry one that mm. annoys me actually when i was reading this is he completely dismisses the sword and that's fair enough because I'm sure he's tested it Yeah. but why doesn't he say it can't be the sword because I've tested it rather than just being like and the only relic of Gryffindor is here like he doesn't mention I that he's I assume he's tested it but he doesn't he says it in such a smug way I think I wrote my last note here is Dumbledore is being an ass in this scene oh my god I, that's your last note I've got another page and a oh no no I've got things between right okay a, I was going to say I've got another three just pages a, as a notes. general point he's just being an ass in this scene oh god scene. yeah but he's he's finally getting to reveal his major plan and is always uh, working he's know, allowed to be an ass. there's no need to be such a dick about it like yeah. come on Okay, guys, and that is where we are going to cut this episode off because we recorded for a total of four hours and this is roughly the halfway point. Charlie is about to just kind of exit the frame and walk away to pee. So we're going to cut it off here and you will hear the second half of this chapter with Neil in the next episode where we are extremely drunk and extremely hyper. So look forward to another one of Goblet of Wine's most drunk episodes ever. Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To find us on social media, search at Goblet of Wine Pod on Twitter or at Goblet of Wine Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do. This podcast is produced by our wonderful Hufflepuff tier patrons. Yolanda, Sir Bandersnatch, Samuel, Patrick, Nick, Michael, Meg, Kylie, Cara and Molly, Jasmine, Florian, Ash and Arthur. If you'd like to support this podcast, check out our Goblet of Wine Patreon, where you can also gain access to bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes content, and our Discord. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye! Bye.